0: You're listening to episode 25 of the Senior Style Guide Real Talk Podcast. I am your host, Sean Brown, and on today's episode, we have on Terry Fodi. First off, I want to say thank you guys to every one of you who has been listening since episode one. We are stoked to have you here. We're a quarter of the way to 100 podcasts, which is a big deal because we're going to have 100 of you guys in no time. But in today's episode, what I want to point out is that each guest brings something to the table that's new. Each guest might say something that resonates with you guys because they framed it in a different way, they said it in a different way, they used different words that that you could relate to. And Terry is going in all she's going all in. In today's podcast, we're going to cover a couple topics that you know, you might not think about when you Think of photography, you might be wanting to know about marketing, you might wanna be knowing about how to take better images, how to create that editorial edge to your photos, but we're gonna go a little bit past that. We're gonna go into what truly makes you stand out as a personal brand, because that is what Terry Fodi does. She helps others stand out online by finding their voice. She's created Voice Your Brand, which has helped photographers find their voice and how to pursue what they love by finding that voice and finding who they are. But in today's episode, we're also going to talk about how to lead a fitness first lifestyle, the importance of personal branding and pivoting your brand. And also we're going to talk about faith and how scary and important it is to not hide that if that is a part of who you are. So we're going to talk about a couple of those really key things that makes Terry a little bit different than other people and why she is somebody that so many photographers and creative entrepreneurs look up to and seek out in in an effort to figure out their own direction. So I'm stoked to bring you guys this episode with Terry. Once again, thank you guys for being a part of the community we're already episode 25, just a quarter of the way to a million, uh, not a quarter of the way to a million, we're far from a million, but a quarter of the way to 100 podcasts. And I just cannot wait to bring you something that's a little bit new and, and turns things on their head when you guys might think that there's only one way to do it. Terry's going to show you that there are many ways to do it. And it all centers around finding your voice and finding who you are as a personal brand. So without further ado, episode 25 of the Senior Style Guide Real Talk podcast with Terry Foti. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Real Talk on this Monday morning. We are stoked to have none other than Terry Fodi with us. I'm your host, Sean Brown, and I'm super excited to dive in to to this episode of Real Talk and just have this conversation with Terry, which I think is going to be so beneficial to all of you guys, even if you're not photographers, if you are just dabbling with photography and you came across this podcast through following Terry's fitness journey or anything like that, we're super excited to have you here. We're going to kind of go a little bit past photography in, in this talk. Terry is a high school senior portrait photographer who's been in business 12, 13, 14, 15 years. We don't know how long. We were talking about this beforehand. Um, We'll have to do the math after the show. Um, And she is really in, she's just been part of the industry for so long and has such a knack for knowing what's going on, how the industry is kind of moving all of the pieces behind it and really has a tremendous way at making sure that her clients and her Past clients, her clients for life, as she calls them, are really just incorporated into into her business and her life um, almost. So we're going to talk a little bit about that and, and her fitness journey and, and all of that good stuff. So, um, welcome to Real Talk, Terry.
1: Thank you. I'm excited to be here. I feel home.
0: Good. Well, that's that's what we want here, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure.
0: So tell us a little bit for those people who are like, who's Terry Foti? Uh, if you if they you know, haven't been paying attention to life in the last few years, who are you? What's your story?
1: Well, 15, I'm going to say 15 years ago, the, Sean and I were talking, you know, I, I, I was saying I'm, I've been in the business 12 years. My husband one day said, Terry, it's been 14 and that was about a year ago. So 15 years ago, I literally walked out of my corporate job with a camera in one hand, a dream in another, and uh, dove into this industry. And what I brought with me was a real background in business. Um, And marketing but I had to learn the business and I learned off of back then there were forums today We have Facebook groups. So taught myself the the business and um, a little bit different story with me is that I didn't I had a plan But our business grew so fast the business was crazy at the time and I had to kind of just dive in before we were Financially ready, so I had to make a ton of money really really fast or I had to walk back into my corporate job. So that's really, um, you know, fast forward to now. I figured that out. We I, I literally did that uh, going into people's homes. Their living room was my sales studio. Um, that's not so different now because people have home studios and that's like the norm. But back then, 15 years ago, you weren't even considered legit if you didn't have a studio. Um, and here I was literally selling out of the trunk of my car. Like you can get a 16, you can get a 20 by 24 in your car car in your trunk. So I had my samples and I would drag them into the house and my my literal photography studio was their backyard or a park or on location and so I really just fine-tuned that. So I tell anybody, I don't care if you have a studio or not, you can make whatever money you set your sight on in this industry if you have a camera in one hand and a really big dream on the other hand. So and it kind of the summary, you know, you can find a lot of my story out there, um, but I won't I won't go too deep into that. So we can get into other fence stuff.
0: Exactly. <laughs> well, and I think for, for listeners watching, if they don't know you personally, at this point you had two kids. So you have a family at this point that mm-hmm. are relying on you. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're like, I'm going to drop out of my full-time job and I need to make... X amount of money to pay mortgage, to mm-hmm. pay the bills, feed my yeah. kids, clothe them. Yeah.
1: And, you know, I know that there are so many, especially in your audience, there are so many young moms. And I will say, I have some regrets of having done the business the way I did it. Um, and, I, and I've wrote about that on my website. If you go to voiceyourbrand.com, there literally is a, what I would have done different whole entire post because there are some things that would have been done differently. And one of them is, I I don't want to discourage anyone who wants to dive in right now, but I would have stayed at my full-time job longer just because I literally took all that time away from my kids. And turns out 15 years later, I look around and the business is still here, but my kid's are gone. You know, they're not gone, but they're, they're grown. They have their own lives. Now they're in their twenties and we're super close. So it's not that I don't see my kids. That's not my point. My point is I missed all of their childhood. So I always, you know, tell people don't be so quick to, you know, jump into it because you are going to work way harder for yourself than you ever will in a job. It's just that we get to work for ourselves, you know? So, um, but you know, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have, I don't regret that I did that. I just would have done it differently. True. I, also, I also would have figured out online sales. You know, we have right now, there never was a thing called, um, in-person sales. That was just what everybody did. It's true. It's really funny to me because those of us that have been in the business for a while, we say, what is IPS? Not anymore so much because everybody's been talking about it. But there's these big, huge groups like you've got to do IPS. Well, that's always what we did. Mm -hmm. And you were, oh man, when I got in the business, they said digital photography is going to be the death of photography in five years. And That was 15 years ago. Didn't kill photography. They also said, you know, they, these digital photographers, these these shoot and burners, started just doing stuff online. And of course, if you were even if you even touched that, you were considered, you know, the one that was killing the industry. I would have not listened to any of that, and I would have figured out how to still get my my sales online, because the truth is, you know, I had a lot of out of town clients and I figured out with those handful, how to still get three, four, five thousand dollars online. I would have just done my whole business model like that when my kids were younger, because I believe that yes, it's better to be in front of them, but you know what? You can still make a lot of money and have your family. If you just design your brand, design your business the way it works for you. And that's the key.
0: Exactly. Well, and I think that for people who follow your Instagram stories or your blog or anything like that, they see how important family is to you. Um, mm-hmm. How important was family when you made the decision to step out of your job at escrow and move into photography?
1: I moved into photography, the funny thing is, because I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. The challenge was I was making a ton of money. I was making good six figures a year, like a very you know, we were deep into the high six figure uh, income and paid benefits and insurance. And I thought, you know, it was one of these businesses where you go into work at six and you leave at seven at night. And if you don't do that, then you're looked down upon. And I just wanted to be home with my kids. I wanted to be in the house with my kids. And so that really was my goal. My goal was to be home with them. Now, the beauty of it is that, yes, I still got to design my life around them. But man, I was up till two, three in the morning, you know, after we put them to bed and killing myself. Of course, I was 15, 10, 15 years younger, you know, (laughs) so it was easier, man. Now I'm older. I don't even know. I I don't even, I can't even stay up past midnight and then I'm dead the next day. But back (laughs) then, that was my life.
0: (laughs) Well, I think for so many listeners, that's their life too, where, you know, they have to find the time and, and, and it comes at those late nights. It comes in those early mornings.
1: It's not worth it. That, that is one thing I will say. However, I, I never say, hey, walk away from your dream. What I say is there are so many systems now. There weren't systems back then. You know, you can automate so much in your business, but even outside of that, it's worth it to have a house cleaner. It's worth it to have somebody do the yards. It's worth it to have, you know, somebody do whatever it is that you, you do outside of your business to give you more time with your family. And, you know, back then it was all by hand and we were just starting to get systems. But, um, you know, I don't know, I'm an Asana user. I love Asana and I'm telling you, it, it tells me I have my whole, I have 90 days plugged into Asana and it tells me, okay, here's what you need to do today, Terry. Okay. Here's what you need to do this week, Terry. Okay. Here's your social media today, Terry. I mean, I literally get that email now, you know, it's not like, Oh, I have to do this. You literally can move it to the next day, but Asana is amazing. There's other ones out there like that. And of course, you know, I used Obsato. I've used a lot of, a lot of different customer management systems out there, but um, find a system use the system pay whatever money you have to and you know that's just really a huge thing huge. totally
0: yeah. yeah so let's let's break it down so you go into senior photography you're there for a while and then we were kind of talking about this beforehand about nine months ago you were uh, I think you and I were always kind of on the same page of social media kind of knowing what to do mm-hmm. and then you kind of really toned it down
1: I did. You know, looking back, here's what happened. I left social media and I don't mean I was gone. I just mean the daily grind of social media for nine months. Now winding it back. I didn't say nine months ago. Now it's longer than that because that was, I came back in November. Um, I didn't say I'm going to leave for nine months. I simply said, this is crazy. I'm teaching photographers how to do this. And now not only am I running my business, but I'm teaching them and they're watching me do my business. And I just need, I just need 30 days away from this rat rat race. I mean, it really consumes you and it can consume you. Um, And that's with somebody who has systems. So I can't even imagine how it feels to people. I I can't imagine because I was there and I've been there. But, you know, without having systems, then it's even worse. So I just decided to take 30 days away from the daily grind of three times a day. You know, my entire life on Snapchat, I now have moved completely over to Instagram stories. But I was on Snapchat all day long. Like my kids would hide from me. My adult children would say, there's the phone, there's mom. Let's get out of here. I mean, my whole life was on it. So I just simply decided to move away for 30 days. And then I just it wasn't planned. It just happened. All of a sudden it was like 60 days. And I'm just posting, you know, once a week on Instagram, um, some on my blog. But here's the deal. Nine months into that, I didn't miss a beat with my clients because we were doing the business just like we had been doing for years. I can't not make money. I had to still make that money. Um, I just wasn't showing you what was going on in my business. Point in case, case in point, point in case, case in Whichever point. Whichever one it is. I never say that. Case in point. The point is that, you know, social media is so important right now. I would say to any business, you need to be on social media if you really want to scale your business or get out there. Um, but. If you really work your business and do, I call it client for life. It's just how I really stay in tune with every single client that walks through my door. And it's a system to where they don't forget about me. They aren't going to see any other photographer on social media and go book with them, um, even if I, I photographed them two years ago, because I have a system so they don't ever forget me. And because of that, literally, we didn't miss a beat for those nine months. I just really needed to take that break. And then what happened was I did, I got so many photographers saying, what happened to Terry? Where are you? Where are you? I say, Hey, I'm doing my business I'm just taking a a little sabbatical from social media. Hindsight, maybe I would have talked through it more, but I just didn't plan on doing it for nine months. And, uh, I, I, I didn't think that it would go, you know, that long. So then I decided, um, I pivoted, I really pivoted in what I'm doing. Um, I will say, and I'll interject that while it has always looked like I've only done high school seniors in my marketing, every senior that walks through my door is worth $10,000 to us because we have always marketed to their family and headshots. Now, you know, 10, 15 years ago, it was just your basic headshot for a business card. What we evolved that into is what now is being called personal personal branding. Um, but we have done that for, you know, cause the dad is, has is in, he works and some moms have their businesses. And so I always knew that we could get a headshot and we don't just do $200 headshots. We turn a $200 headshot into a $2,000 portfolio and our family sessions, you know, can spend anywhere from 1500 to $7,000 and our high school senior average, it all worked out to on average, Every senior that walked into my door was worth 10000 And I never, ever showed my families on my Instagram or on Facebook. I mean, you can go back through time and see, oh yeah, you did like five years ago. But we marketed to that senior. So the reason that I say that is that I'm in a different season in life right now. And this is where I think a lot of photographers can look forward. Like right now, you know, you are where you are. Like you, Sean, you're doing, your thing. staying. Um, you're not married yet, are you? You didn't get married in the last night. I, right? I don't think so. Because <laughs> if you did, you know, then you now you're a family man. But someday you're going to. You have a girlfriend. I saw you. Mm-hmm. I saw a girlfriend on your social media. Yeah. Where's we finally
0: on? went Facebook official a year later.
1: Whoa. Okay. So, so you're turning all red. You're yeah. like, wait a minute, I'm interviewing you. I think the world though wants to know, are you guys ever going to get married?
0: We'll save that <laughs> for another talk on. on see what
1: I did guys see what I did. He is so red right now. Okay. So, so we'll move on. We'll move on. Someday you are going to be, you're going to have a family and then that family is going to grow up and then you're going to be just you and this, this girl, you're going to be mm-hmm. empty nesting. Are you still gonna be doing photography? That's my question. Because everybody's always and I know because I did too, everybody's looking a mile in front of them. But what is your overall goal? Because if your overall goal is to work yourself to death until you know you're 70, personally, when I'm 65 or 70, I don't want to be scrouching. I don't even know if I will be able to, you know, get way down. Yeah. Thomas gets way down like this and his angles. Like, I don't know if I can even do that. So you have to have like something in mind, like what you're going to do at some point. So 50 later, I'm in a different season in my photography. Like when we did that for that nine months, I could afford, you know, to even, to even lose business if that happened because of social media. The amazing thing is we didn't that did not affect my business. But having said that, what did happen during those nine months was a lot of reflection, a lot of, I'm empty nesting. Like I literally, like, what are we, we're looking at each other. What are we going to do? So um, a couple of things happened. And that is number one, I made myself a priority and I, I jumped into saying, you know what, once and for all, I'm going to lose my baby weight. Like my baby is 25. It's probably time for me to lose the weight from having had him. <laughs> um, so I, I, I dove into this fitness journey, which turns out, way, I mean, it just accelerated everything I do in business. Like I have all this brain power and everything knew I had. Um, so there was that and just really reflecting on what do I want to do for the rest of my life. And, um, I love photography. We'll always do it. But what I really love doing is teaching. I love educating photographers and, uh, and entrepreneurs, and it really has expanded I, and it just kind of organically happened where I was talking to you know people who are moms and they want to run a business, and you know she makes things and she I, he, there's just this thing that i is a god given knack that God gave me that I have finally embraced and acknowledged i don't care what your passion is. I can tell you how to put it on business and make money with it and so we really I really have embraced that, and yet. The way I make my money is photography. I just am transitioning. I'm in a pivot right now. I'm really in a pivot. Um, and that's what you see out there on social media is me embracing that and saying, hey, I can take, I can show you how you can take your God-given skills, talents, and passions and make money with it. Yeah. And, and for us, it's photography. For most of my audience, it's, it's a camera. But there are a lot of people out there that it's, it's something different, you know, um, My daughter loves essential oils and she's starting to dabble in that. And she's a nurse. I mean, the girl makes $140,000 at 24 years old. She doesn't have to go do something, but her passion is she wants to blog and she wants to help people that have migraine headaches. And so i have been telling her here's what you need to do, one, two, three, four, five. Now what you need to do is you need to start promoting yourself and hit the you know so i just I love that, so that's just kind of a short version of what happened during those nine months is just a mm-hmm. real pivot into something that I really love to do, and yet we're just so busy in photography that we're kind of having to figure out like how how's this all gonna work so kind of what we're doing right now,
0: well, and I think there's that this if you've been paying close attention there's an underlying theme to everything you've been saying which is personal brand Mm -hmm. and really understanding kind of what you want to do and so let's talk a little bit about that where you kind of come out of the gates and you've got me drinking a ton of water (laughs) run to the bathroom four or five times a day because all of a sudden Terry Cody's talking about how you got to drink a gallon of water a day (laughs) So, so now we've gone from photography, incorporating your fitness life, which is a huge part of those past nine months for you. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Let's
0: talk about personal branding and how important it is to incorporate into your business.
1: Well, here's what's happening. Here's what I really, I look around and I think our industry, the photography industry is missing something right now. Not people like you, Sean, because you're up on it. But so many people out there are wondering what's happening, what's going on, the business. It's not that they're it's not that the business is going away. It's that consumers are choosing brands differently. And we've seen it, it's not new, it's been happening ever since. I mean, before Periscope, but you and I were there during the Periscope. Oh, Lord, that was and Periscope opened up a whole new world. And then, you know, Mark Zuckerberg is copying and we had Snapchat. So what I think the photographers overall are missing is people want to know, and I know you hear this, they want to know about you, but it goes deeper than just showing them the behind the scenes of your business. I think that people are hiding behind the behind the scenes of their business. And I don't know about you, but I get bored of my own behind the scenes, like how, you know, you can get creative in it and, and please don't misunderstand. I believe we still have to do that. But here's what I found out. When I came back, and when I mean back, I mean deep into social media. Like I'm back, I'm refreshed, I have a new thing, but I inserted myself the way I wanted to do it based on where I was. And what I noticed was um, during those nine months, what I did show on social media was my daughter got married. And what was really super crazy to me is that I was showed so much of her behind the scenes, like every little part of it. And my views on Instagram stories were out of the roof. Like it was, it was blowing my mind. And now I mean every part of my audience, photographers, entrepreneurs that follow me, my senior girls, my moms of the senior girls, guys, like I would say, Don, why is Jordan Dubini, I shouldn't have said his name on here. Uh, can we take that? Let's hope he's <laughs> you
0: not listening to the podcast. Never
1: see this. He's in his 20s. But like, why are these senior guys watching from the beginning to the end of these stories? And I mean, it was dress fitting. And and then my fitness, you know, what what was going on with my fitness and the fact that I was, you know, talking about drinking water. Basically, to summarize, what I realized is when I literally showed the parts of me that were happening in my real life, people were becoming addicted, addicted to my stories. They were becoming, and therefore, because I still was showing the behind the scenes and still showing about senior girls less than my personal stuff, they were becoming addicted to my brand. And so what I found, now don't, don't think i i also learned it's not like people won't, don't want to watch me make my breakfast or watch me make my bed i mean i am very curated i am very intentional anything that you see on my stories about my personal life there are certain categories that you will see if you really are watching which nobody really watches everybody like a hawk looking for that but if you were to do that you would notice a repetitive theme in what i'm talking about one of them is that i stumbled upon drinking water. Mm-hmm. And I think it's magical. I think it's the unicorn of all things um, because it just, it lifted my brain fog. Um, I started talking about that. I've got you, I've got several other guy photographers, other tons of like everybody. I have my senior girls. I'll see them and say, I drink my water. <laughs> it's kind of like this water community. It literally, I am in my DMs all the time telling people, it, you can do it. It's okay. It's really miserable the first two weeks, but you got to do it. You can't just start out drinking a gallon, you know? So we're having these conversations in the DMs and that's where it's happening is in the DMs. Anytime you can get anybody off of stories or off of Instagram into the DMs, you are connecting with them. Mm-hmm. And, um, that's only going to get stronger. And, uh, anyway, so I just noticed that the more that I shared about that, the more my people were connecting with me. And then I literally have had people saying, what are you doing? What's going on? Why are you, what, what, what's going on? I'm just saying it's blowing my mind, but I'm getting more response to this than anything I show in my business. Not to say you can't show what you do. Like, what is it you want to be known for? What is that one thing you want to be known for? You need to show that. Yeah. But what are you about? What do you stand for? What moves you? What inspires you? What, is, what makes you creative? What makes you the creative photographer that you are? Show them that because you know why they want to see it. They are craving that. That's what people are craving. And I think it has to do with the fact that social media has numified everybody. So they're looking for the real connection with people, and that's happening when we're showing who we really are, and we can talk about it in the DMs. Uh, it's just, it blows my mind, and I really think that our industry is, is missing that as a whole right now. A lot of people are moving over to that, but they aren't doing it intentionally, and it is kind of, it, it is, it takes really understanding what it is that, that will connect them to you, and being intentional about that, but also being organic got to be organic. And, and that's, um, really what's going on.
0: Totally. You talk about really being you and your business. Ultimately, that's what it comes down to is you can't put up a, a facade right? and, right. and hope that people assume that you're somebody else because right. it doesn't right. work. Right. People are going to see right through that.
1: And, you know, I always say this, like I am, I am, uh, you know, I was an 80s girl and what what I mean by that is I I was, you know, late teens and in my early 20s in the 80s. Like in that era, even though all that wildness was out there with the big hair and everything and yes, I could pull up a picture with me and big <laughs> I, I legit was an 80s girl. But I also remember in my corporate world, like that was the day where you wore a suit jacket that matched your skirt. Like it was blue and blue or the, and you also had the third piece, which was the pants. And if you're really cool, you had the vest, you know, it was, those were the days. And back then you never talked about anything, but business, you don't talk about anything, but what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And of course we didn't have social media, but in your, what was social media then, which were cocktail parties and business parties and whatever it was where you were with people, you did not talk about anything outside of the office. Like you just never did. If I grew up with that mentality drilled into my brain and I can throw that out the door, anybody can, because I was i, I you know the rule follower of all of it, and it, it's pro it's probably why this just blows my mind like and it's not i don't I, I i think here's here's the the big thing though it's not about me, it's about you, the customer it's about Understanding that it, it's all about the transformation for you, and always remembering that at the core of what you're doing, because I think the moment somebody thinks, "Huh, I am so interesting," because I'm really not. Me personally, I, I mean, I, I, my idea of a fun Friday night is being in my slippers on my couch. I mean, it <laughs> just is this, and so it's not that it's about me. It's about really understanding what you do that transforms that person like how you, you know, whatever the solution to her or his problem that you have and then offering that. And then they, they know you have that, but then they, they want to know more about you. And now you literally have performed the miracle of creating a relationship online. And that is what just, it it just blows my mind. I, I also say that, I noticed this when I came back in, when I reinserted myself into social media, I noticed that's what was going on. And the way I noticed it was I was in, in the stories and, you know, there's a couple of other, like not even in our industry, like they're influencers, you know, um, um, DIYers and, you know, couples that completely redo their houses and they show you, and you know, there's a couple of them that were literally talking heads. Like one of them from our faux farmhouse. I always use her as an example because I love their house. Like her style <laughs> is so my style. And she and her husband, you know, they are influencers. And now they just got an account for um, Home Depot just like this week. That's what's going on in the awesome. store. Yeah. St- hey, do you know who I'm talking about? Holly I, and I
0: don't, but that's, okay. I know Most they're a big deal wants- if, if Home Depot is yeah, one. of um, Yeah.
1: And yeah. I mean, I've watched them grow. I- I've watched them go from, being this big to being as big as they are now. And so I feel like they're my friends. I've never met them in my life. And yet she will sit on her Instagram stories and talk to you like this. And you'll look up at the top and there's like 30 little dots. And you know, the rule is, make sure you don't have too many because people will, will, they'll swipe by. I'm watching all 30 of them and look, okay, did she post it? Did she post today? I mean, not really. I'm not that obsessive with it. But it was interesting to me that I, will actually check in to see if Holly posted. Somebody that I've never met, somebody that I I probably will never meet. I love her style. I started watching because of that. And honestly, when I first started, I thought, what is she doing? She is going to lose her audience. All she does is, not all of it, but most of it, she'll have like 10 or 15 story clips where it's just her telling you about the facial she had. I think who has time for this? Well, apparently I do because I totally got addicted to their brand because they have branded themselves. That's what I'm talking about. Mic drop. We can stop right now.
0: And the podcast were wrapped.
1: <laughs> like if you get anything out of it, that's it. People are becoming addicted to brands through Instagram stories And, you know, in the future, it'll change. It always morphs. I mean, where will we be next? But right now, I don't think Instagram stories is going away. As a matter of fact, Sean, you are so into all the social media. I was just reading um, uh, the big infight and how Mark Zuckerberg is, the reason he came up with stories on Facebook is that there's a real, just to simplify it, it's so much deeper than this, but there's a real jealousy that Instagram group, they bought it, they own it. But it's Mm -hmm. this,
0: have you read that it just, it's just i haven't but i know i mean i assume they're two separate entities for the most part even that, though they're purchased yeah
1: that's why right now today now by the time this post this will be different but right now um in the month of april 2019 if you uh, go where they're saying you should be like they say hey look at this new feature and right now they're pushing facebook stories i don't even really do facebook much my main platform is instagram i always say yeah, You, know, you have to be everywhere, but, um, it's interesting because they are really pushing Facebook yeah. stories right now because they well, see how amazing it is on Instagram.
0: Well, I think that's a great tidbit of advice is go with what they're posting. Yeah. Um, IGTV, IGTV right? yeah. um, with IGTV. the fact that it's now in your feed, mm-hmm. Instagram is pushing mm-hmm. it because they have competitors like YouTube Mm -hmm. which is a video first platform. And so it's literally as of today's recording, I have a shoot outside and I went and I hired a videographer who's going to produce vlog style content for IGTV. So for 2019, it's a huge Super focus. Cool. Yeah, um, and for people who are not doing that, it's like you said, you need to go with what your audience is and yeah. use it as a platform right. to showcase who you are, showcase what your brand stands for, and connect with people.
1: Right, right. Because when they push those out, what Facebook and Instagram and all of the platforms do, and I, I you know this, I'm not telling you, but some some people that are listening to us might not, is when they say, "Hey, we've got this new feature," it's like what? What are you doing? And jump right on it because they want to grow that feature and they're going to give the algorithms are going to be such that that's what's going to get the boost. That's what's going to get out there in the feed the most wherever Mm -hmm. you are.
0: So I think, wow, it's probably four years ago, Facebook just launched Facebook live right around there, probably three, four years ago. And I think I remember chatting with you, um, about, Putting a video. It wasn't even a live video. This is like a pre-recorded video, and posted it via Facebook Live. Did some finagling and brought. I figured out how to broadcast on Facebook Live. I totally remember that. And and on a Facebook page that was probably because I did not come in to photography on the year on the the era of Facebook. It was hard to grow a, a business page when I came in. It was Instagram was easier. Facebook was tough. And on a page is probably six, seven hundred people following, that video had over like 5,000 views wow, and cool. like 20 shared. and it's like that new features are going to be over indexing on the old features that we are comfortable and familiar with. And so if you are not like I, like you're saying, if you're not on those, you are losing a huge opportunity, and it's not even about the the views or, or how many likes you get. It's about having the opportunity to connect with more people that otherwise you might have missed the opportunity to.
1: Yes. Yeah, absolutely. For sure.
0: So um, one of the things we were you were kind of talking about how, you know, it's in, in the eighties, you talked about business and that's, and that's it. Um, One of the, the rules that everybody used to say was, You don't talk about politics and you don't talk about religion. Yes. Religion and faith has been a huge aspect of your business. What made you want to incorporate that and how have you kind of navigated those waters?
1: That I love that you asked that question. Um, and, you know, honestly, I get so many people asking me about that, or I'll get a, come off of a stage and, um, you know, how every speaker, there's people that want to talk to you afterwards, so there'll be, um, you know, a line of people waiting to talk and the thing That comes up the most isn't this thing that I just revealed, this major thing that'll transform their business. It's the fact that I mentioned my faith on stage, and you know the thing I hear so often is, "Oh, I wish I had the courage to do that." And I totally get that. Um, I'll tell you, when I got into the business all those years ago, um, because I walked out of corporate America literally on a step of faith. You know, we prayed about it, but we weren't financially ready to do it. And I had somebody who's still in the business today huge icon um, that I I adore and still respect today. But one of the things she told me was, Terry, because I was blogging at the time, you know, a a blog that's still archived. I couldn't get rid of it if I wanted to, but over on TypePad. But I I was blogging about my faith and doing like Bible studies on this Bible blog. And she said, you cannot talk about faith, just so you know, because she was mentoring me. I paid her to mentor me. And she said, whatever you do, you are going to lose so many people. You are going to lose your audience. And so it really, really bothered me. Like, I i mean, because that's what I grew up with. I knew that. I knew that. And at the time, she's 100% true. I mean, she was, she was, she was, that was wisdom Of our time, you know, I don't think it's so true anymore. However, we made the decision that I'm not, I'm not going to not disclose that. So from the day I, I put up a website, I have always declared my faith. Um, and I've always I've never been somebody who you know I'm out to to completely convert you and you have to believe what I believe and I'm gonna we're gonna talk about Jesus Christ all the time never I've never been that way but it was such a significant change in my life when I was in my 20s from really truly being at the depths of despair I mean it was a pretty bad place that I was at um, and and found this relationship with God so I decided that was part of my my business now Fast forward, um, while I've always talked about it, mentioned it—not not overly, just maybe a post on Instagram that is, a, you know, an inspirational quote or you know, have my Bible photographed. I've always done that. What I decided to do in relaunching and rebranding um, my Terry Fodi Voice Your Brand website was to really show what my brand story is and my faith is part of that my fitness journey because i've lost weight um, and continue to work on that and that's so big my faith is so big other parts and pieces are a big deal for for what's going on in my life and i've actually accelerated that to the point where i'm actually writing blog posts about it um, and and sharing that with people and i have It's just, it's pretty amazing at the response to that. Um, For other people, it's not for everybody. I get that. Um, But there are more people than not that have a faith, but they're scared to death to fuse it into their brand. And I believe that if you feel that this is important to you in your life, that you absolutely can fuse it into your brand. Um, Will you lose people? Probably. Will it turn some people off? Yeah. But the, the bottom line is, is that you will still be attracting the people that that does resonate with. It's such that whole repel, you know, attract and repel theory. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I'm, I, I do it in my own way and it attracts people into my brand. Here's something really interesting. My son, um, Jordan, he's a pastor. He's young. He, he's an assistant pastor. And man, that kid is like an old soul in a young <laughs> body. And he's engaged as, as we speak he's getting married this summer, but um he sings, and so I have always shown him like I remember one time one of my uh workshop attendees said, Terry, I have to tell you she was Jewish she said, "I have to tell you like i 'm Jewish, and your son is singing these you know hymns and these Christian hymns. i can't get enough of that kid like I love your stories when you talk about your your kids and And that's a case in point. Like, here's that thing again. Case in point. I never say that.
0: We're gonna have to look at that.
1: Like, why? That's so old. The point is, I never say that. Um, uh, Anyway, that she was attracted to it, and she's not even a Christian. So you know, there's always gonna. The truth is, it doesn't matter what your brand is. It doesn't matter what you say. It doesn't matter what you stand up for. You are always gonna have people that are going to be repelled. They're not going to like you. So why not be who you are and be happy instead of trying to be who you think you need to be or you're afraid to show what you stand for, what matters, what, what really is the important thing that you want to put out there fuse with your brand. Why not take that risk? Because you're going to turn people off anyway.
0: Well, it, it comes down to depth versus width. You yes. can go as wide as you want But Mm -hmm. if you don't have that depth and that connection, then it's just not as powerful.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's so true.
0: So um, Um, you just launched a new course just recently in May. Um, It's all about personal branding, all about that stuff. Give us, you know, that just little insight for why you wanted to put this out into the world.
1: Well, it really was because of the questions and the conversations in my DMs from photographers, entrepreneurs, um, bloggers, and that is how, you know, I would talk a little bit about um, having confidence and then they would DM and say, I just wish I could do that. And so I was literally coaching them you know, I even would do video calling in the DMs and we would have a conversation. And I I just, it was such a, you know, go where the people are asking mm-hmm. and then solve their problem. So I'm basically solving the problem that has come up over and over again to me. So um, it's called Brand Your Biz Story. And it, it basically is finding out what is it about your, what we've talked about. For me, it's faith. It's my fitness journey. Um, it's, Obviously marketing and branding, So I love the branding side of the business. It's my photography. It's all of in my personal life, my kids and their weddings and sharing that and all the behind the scenes, my son's music. And that's my story. That's my brand brand, that my my story for my brand. And so it it's really about promoting you, like how to promote you. You know, I always say if you are somebody who says, but I'm boring, or I cannot. I cringe when I think of turning my phone around and getting on IG stories that much. I don't even know what to say. And I, don't I don't
0: like, like listening to my voice. I hate All my voice. Yeah. I'm
1: fat. I don't like the way I look. All of that stuff is just head garbage. And so I don't believe that every single person has to be on video like this. I think there are ways around it. This course will teach them how to do it instead of that. But man, if there's any remote chance that I can get you to do it with confidence, that's what this course is about. And it's about branding and making sure it looks cohesive and teaching you how to photograph yourself as if you're a photographer, like there's ways to do that. You know, you could, I, I definitely go get a professional photographer to photograph you, but there's other things that you can do as well. And it's just teaching all of that. It's really about promoting yourself and having confidence doing it. Yeah. So I'm super excited about it. So if you go Congrats to
0: on the launch, yeah.
1: Yeah. Brand, brand your There's other places that you can go on my website, but brand your biz B I Z story.com. And you can get on the wait list. It probably will be at the point that you hear this, um, we'll be getting ready to launch later in the summer again. So I'd love for you to join my wait list.
0: Yeah. It sounds like an awesome type of, of course that you're putting together. Cause I think that a lot of photographers do struggle with that. A lot of creatives struggle with that.
1: So many people that shock me and even people that do it, like they actually, they say, okay, fine. I did it. But then it's like, how do I keep doing this? I don't know what to say anymore. I already said my thing. I did my Friday introduction. Now what? You know, so it's really crafting what you're going to say and coming up with 90 days worth of that and really having a, I, I'm, I'm creating a playbook. Like this is your playbook. Like this is when you don't have anything or you're too busy, this is what you need to do. Yeah. So it's, it's just really, I'm super excited about it. And really, you know, it all came from the need and the problem and coming up with a solution kind of organically.
0: Yeah. It sounds like it. Um, as we kind of wrap up, I always like to make sure that you have a little bit of time to give those three pieces of, of advice that you wish that you had had in business. This can be any stage of business because you've been in, in it for the long haul right now. What are three pieces of advice that you think that every person listening needs to hear?
1: Um, number one, you don't have to have the latest and greatest gear. I was the one that got everything. We spent so much money getting the latest. Oh, now this camera and oh, now this lens. Um, Use what you've got and make that work. And then you can always graduate up. But, you know, we have so much equipment as photographers that we have too much. So you don't have to have the latest and greatest. Um, Number two, I would say um, really really dig deep and find out um, what matters to you, who you are, and really fuse that into your brand. Um, There's just so much, you know, there's so many people out there that say, I I don't know if you see this, but I, I can see, you know, an Instagram post and you think, that doesn't sound like you. Because I've met you, you know, like the people that you know, but they're sounding a certain crafted way on Instagram, but it's not really their voice. So, um, be authentic. I know that's like so overused, but it's, that's where I apply it. Like just use your own voice. And then third, absolutely invest in education. I know push for senior style guide. I've been there. I've taught there. It's an amazing, amazing, um, workshop. Um, events and so always invest in your career you never stop learning never think you know it all and I think pretty much your audience is pretty supportive of that and uh, it just it never stops it just never stops as a matter of fact um, when I go to Conventions when I'm speaking, I still sit out in the audience. There's a lot of speakers, especially when you you speak at non photography conventions. Um, you know, and there's these big name photographer or, or uh, speakers, and they kind of fly in for their gig, and then they're mm-hmm. out of there. And I think, are you done learning? No, how can like you know everything? Wow, it's just like. Always be learning, yeah. uh, and I learned that from someone that I really respected. That was the main speaker, the keynote, and he was sitting out in the audience, and as a matter of fact, listening to me and listening to all the other speakers. And I thought, I'm going to be that. I'm going to be that person. I'm always going to keep learning. I, I'm never. I never know at all. There's so much I have yet to learn.
0: I think everybody mm-hmm. has something that they can learn. I think that it's mm-hmm. if you think that you can't mm-hmm. learn anymore, you need to it go back wrong. and and figure out what you can learn because there's always I'm something. Sure.
1: For sure, yeah.
0: yeah. Terry, thank you so much for being on. We're gonna wrap. I'm gonna have you ask a question to the audience that, um, basically, our viewers on the on YouTube take a you know photo of your screen that you're watching. If you're on podcast, screenshot it, tag at Terry Foti, at Senior Sawgad, and at Sean Brown Productions, so we can see your answer. But first, uh, I kind of alluded to it on on Instagram. But where can people find you? Where can they connect with you on social or where are you going to be in the next, you know, year speaking and all that stuff?
1: Terry Fodie, T-E-R-I-F-O-D-E. That's pretty standard across the board. Although I do have a website. If you go to terryfode.com, you can enter into my biz site voiceyourbrand.com. And that's where you'll see all of these diverse, the, my my whole brand story over there. Fitness, I write a lot about that and faith. Um, I'll be speaking um, <clears throat> late. Oh, I'll be speaking at Sync um, next year. And uh, where else? I have a couple small PPA meetings this year, um, but I would love for you to follow. Yeah.
0: Very cool. So what is that one question now? It's your turn. Wait a minute.
1: Uh, Oh, wait, I thought that was the question.
0: No, 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 no. You <laughs> have to ask a question that you want people to, to screenshot and send us in the DM so that we can hear their answers.
1: Okay, let's see. Um, uh, let me see here. If I think too long, are you going to be able to edit this out? <laughs> we're,
0: we're going real time right now. This is real time. Oh, no,
1: oh, no. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Question, question, question. Um, okay, so... What is the one thing that you want to be known for? And if you already answer that being a senior portrait photographer, then what about being a senior portrait photographer makes you different than the next guy who's a senior photographer? What is the one thing that makes you stand out? What makes you different? What is your single thing? And try to answer that in one succinct sentence.
0: I love it. Terry, thank you so much. I am so glad that, you know, you're, I know that it was, uh, it was needed for you to take a break back from social, but I think that we're all so glad that you're back so that we can connect with you. And um, congrats again on your course. I think that's something that everybody that struggles with knowing who they are and how to brand themselves needs to, to see. Um, And then thank you for just sharing what's on your mind and, and your story.
1: You're welcome. It was my pleasure.
0: It was fun. So awesome. Thank you so much Um, for you guys that are are listening. Thank you guys for joining on. Uh, For those of you who are watching, I'm sorry you had to put up with my face. Terry's looking great. She's on her fitness kick. I need to start drinking more water. Um, But until next time, we'll see you guys on the next Real Talk. Thank you. That wraps it up for this episode of the Senior Style Guide Real Talk podcast. We are so excited that you guys are joining us and just wanna say a heartfelt thank you. I know that there are so many podcasts out there that you guys have the option to listen to and it really means the world that you're joining us and giving us a part of your day and really just joining in on part of the conversation and, and the community. In addition, make sure that you guys are joining us over on Facebook in the Senior Style Guide group over there where photographers from all throughout the country contribute, give their input and their advice and their experiences to help other photographers learn and grow. We'd love for you to join us over there as well. So all you have to do is search Senior Style Guide on Facebook, ask to be added to the group and we'll make sure that you guys get to be a part of the conversation over there. If you haven't had a chance to hit the subscribe button below, please take a second to do that really quick. What that does is it makes sure that you guys keep up to date on all of the content that we're putting out there. We have tons of Real Talk episodes coming to you guys throughout the year from leaders and other photographers that you would love to hear from. So we wanna make sure that you do not miss a single episode of that. So go ahead and hit that subscribe button below. Thank you guys for joining us and we cannot wait to have you as part of the listening experience for future podcasts. Looking forward to seeing you guys on the next episode, and we'll see you around.